Hi guys, welcome to episode zero of Behind the Mask, Mr. Fuentes. Uh, I'm your host, Franco. I'm joined by the person behind the mask, Mr. Fuentes. What's up, guys? I'm noticing this lighting's making my eye look like Forrest Whitaker over here. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I got crunk eye already. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> um, <laughs> this show, it's a uh, episode zero. The show is gonna be pretty much diving into different artists. Um, the next episodes, series, season, season, the next season. Is gonna be all about Mr. Fuentes. Yeah. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I don't know how many episodes it's gonna be, but we're gonna be diving into the artist, Mr. Fuentes, how he got started in the industry, um, his name, all that stuff, along with dissecting his lyrics, his songs, and um, anything else he releases. Maybe music videos later on. We don't know. Hell we're, gonna yeah. s- we're gonna see what the journey takes us. Uh, how do you how do you want to start this? You want me to just ask questions and we dive into it? Yeah. Do you want to chit chat for a little bit? How do you want How do you want to do it? Um. Yeah, I guess I could give like a short intro. So, um, if anyone doesn't know, my name's Mr. Fuentes. Uh, I've been doing. I always tell everyone I've been doing music seriously for like eight years normally. But I think that was like three years ago. So it's probably been like 10 years by now. Um, it's a, uh, I've been, it's something that I've always wanted to do. So I pretty much tried working at it and um, got to do some cool things like uh, open up for uh, Tech Nine, open up for Ritz, open up for uh, Shaggy Two Dope. Haven't got the complete ICP yet, but uh, I got half of that with Shaggy Two Dope. And then, um, you know, some underground big names like Twisted, uh, A&B, um, and then just some local artists I opened up, or local big artists, I would say, um, like my homie Robzilla, um, Shy One, recent, uh, more recently, I think we did that twice uh, with Shy One, and then um, artists like LSP, like Scum, and... Um, insane poetry and things like that it's uh it's been a journey and it's been kind of crazy you know um and really a lot of this stuff only started happening these last three years of my music career before that it was seven years of just making stuff and doing things um but yeah i mean that's a short little background um i I know franco has a bunch of questions uh, or some questions and you know, we'll kind of deep dive deeper into that background now. Uh, before I do that, um, we don't know how long these episodes are going to be. They can be from 20 minutes to an hour to two hours. I don't know. It depends on how long the chat is about the song and everything attached to it. Um, I guess I give a little background on why we started it. Um, it was my idea. Uh, I've been listening to Fuentes regularly since 2018, so about four years now. And uh, we've become... I would say great friends over the past four years. So I wanted to like dive more 
into his lyrics more into the person behind the mask because i know i think i know you pretty well i just want to find out what your what your mind was at during the time of the writing during the time of the releasing you do all this stuff pretty much by yourself solo for the most part i'm sure you have helped along the way but uh mix mixing mastering recording pr producing and all that type of stuff writing and everything for the most yeah. part by yourself so i want to dive into your mentality um and all that type of shit yeah i got you man but um uh, first question what's your why why did you want to become a rapper to begin with from the very beginning um the very beginning yeah you say you've been doing it for like what 10 plus years so what was your uh the reason why you want to become a rapper when you're like i think you said at one point you wanted to become a rapper when you're 14. yeah when i was about like 13 or 14 um i don't know why it, it's just like the silliest thing in the world i've talked about this before but um <laughs> whenever i was like 13 i wanted um i wanted the new eminem cd at the time and at that time it was the eminem show it had just came out on 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 a CD back when CDs was the thing and you couldn't stream everything. And um, I remember, you know, everyone asking, you know, I was about to become 13 and everyone asked, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, Oh, and my mom, um, I, was, I don't want to say I was very sheltered, but I was definitely very uh, loved by my, my parents. You know, we didn't have like a lot of money, but my mom always tried to get me like, whatever she could, if she could. And um, so I remember asking her for the Eminem CD and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, my birthday came and I think she ended up getting me like the edited version of like Ludacris word of mouth CD or something like that. And I remember I was like, just like not happy about it, but I was like, you know, whatever. Um, I didn't, at that time, you know, if you want to see how sheltered my brain was, I didn't have the balls to even go behind my mom and ask friends for the CD or something. I was just like, all right, if my mom doesn't want me to do it, then I guess I, you know, shouldn't. And so I remember like, I think uh, about the next day or two days, my cousin comes by and my cousin's like, Hey, I heard you wanted the, the new Eminem CD. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I'm broke. So I can't get it for you. <laughs> He's like, but what I do have is Eminem's last CD, which is the Marshall Mathers LP. He's like, so here you can have it. And he gave me the Marshall Mathers LP, um, which if anyone is a big Eminem fan, you've listened to the Marshall Mathers LP. It is, um, I mean, it's a great album, but it is not probably for kids <laughs> at all, really. And anyway, he gave me the CD and I was listening to this album like over and over. I had a CD player and, you know, I would just listen to it by myself. And I would just like listen to this album, listen to this album. And I don't know why, but at that point in my life, I was like, you know, listening. I was reading about Eminem. I became like pretty much a, a fangirl type of person. I was like doing all the research I could do on Eminem. Who was he? You know, I didn't even do none of this beforehand. I just liked, you know, him as an artist, seeing him on um like vh1 music videos and stuff and at some point my brain i was like this kid's like a high school dropout like and he's like this big thing now if he can do it 
I can do it. Like, it's pretty much was like, like, I'm still in high school and I'm like on a roll. Like, there's no way I'd even drop out at this point. Like, I'm smart enough to do this. I could do this. And so that's pretty much what started the journey of I'm smarter than Eminem. That's pretty much <laughs> what, why I started to start trying to rap was because at that time in my life, I believed I was smarter than Eminem because I wasn't a high school dropout, even though I was 13. So I had plenty of time to drop out um, that I could do this for a living or I could do this. So I started, that's kind of what sparked the idea to want to pursue this as a career. Um, and plus it looked like fun. You know, I would just write, I would just, I don't know, like once you like have something you really, really enjoy to do, especially when it's an artistic thing, like especially drawing or writing, um, it like consumes you. Like when you go to like, when I went to school for those next few years, all I did was write rhymes. I wouldn't even listen to my teachers. I would just be you know, just writing rhymes, writing rhymes, writing rhymes. Any chance I got to write a rhyme, I was writing a rhyme. Like, every single time I had, it was mostly in school because school bored me. But um, I would take time out of school, too, you know, and I would sit down and write rhymes. I would just always write rhymes. Like, I, you know, which to me, everything has a process. So, um you know, me writing rhymes was me shaking off the the dust and the and the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The amateur. The um, it was helping me progress to become a better writer. Um, the more I wrote every day, you know, in high school, I be, to to this day I believe my my writing skill became as good as it was by the time I was done with high school because I wrote so much in high school. Like, I don't think I've really ever done anything more writing wise to improve my style. Uh, besides, you know, you're, you're gonna learn different things and hear different things and incorporate different things. But my base style pretty much came from high school. Um, but anyway, getting a little off topic. Um, but my why was basically that I thought it was fun and I could be better than it. I could not be better than Eminem, but I could at least make it if Eminem could make it. <laughs> and uh, that was whenever you're 13, 14. You are in your 30s. Obviously, at your age, but um, that that 15 years plus mm -hmm. has uh, your reason changed on why you want to become a rapper? No, I still think I'm better than Eminem. No, oh. <laughs> no. Um, more of the reasoning. I would say it's, um, I like doing it. You know, I've, I've gotten over the years, it's something that I've uh, enjoyed uh, doing. And I try not to be like, what's the word? Egotistical um, about, you know, things. But from what I hear from other people, I'm pretty good. And people enjoy what I do. And, um, and I like doing it. I like rapping. I, I like putting together raps. I like, you know, to me, it's like a puzzle that only I can figure out. Like, it's really silly because by the time I finish a song, that's an entire puzzle that I made myself because you have to figure out the rhymes, figure out the words, what direction the song's going to go, how it's going to end, how it's going to like, I got better over the years of figuring that out. 
Um, and it's an art that I love and I, I want to, you know, it's what I want to do. I, I don't even want to, I've thought about it over the years too. Like I want to make music for a long time, but I also want to like help other people find this passion and help them somehow, you know, in the future, I want to produce artists that, you know, want to be better. Cause I realized nobody like, you know, when it comes to guitars, singing and everything in between learning an instrument, you can find teachers for all that crap, but I've never seen a teacher for a rapper. You know, the only teachers I know for rappers are mentors who like, are helping young rappers, you know, with their stuff. So I hope to be, you know, mentor some people to, you know, put more music in the world, you know, and be rap rappers too. Like that's kind of my, um, I wouldn't say it's my why, but I would say it's one of the things I want to do with music. I don't want to just be a music artist and it's only me. I want to be a music artist who also finds other people with similar passion and help bring them up and, let them know that it's not a dumb idea. Like everyone keeps, will tell you when you grow up that it's a dumb idea to pursue it because, you know, how are you going to make a living at rapping? <laughs> how are you going to do it, man? Uh, I guess we can get into your many name changes. You've had many, right? Like three. Is that many? Maybe that's many. No, I've only really had one. Maybe from my original idea of what I wanted and uh, what it became. Well, yeah, what it became two, and then like you shorten it down, so I count it as three. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess. But, I guess um, we'll count that one. You originally started off as a notorious ace. Uh huh. Um, how did that come about? Um. Nothing really special or any real reason. At the time, I think uh, I was listening to uh, a lot of Notorious B.I.G. And um, I don't remember why. I swear I was like, I don't know what I was doing. But I remember just being like, yeah, Notorious B.I.G. Now I'm going to be the Notorious A.C.E. Um and then I, I used to like cards and poker back in the day, too. So, I mean, it just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of my brain was like Notorious Ace, like the Ace of Spades. Like, I was obsessed with the Ace of Spades for some reason for the longest time. Like, I thought it was like a, a cool idea. Uh, I used to have this little like drawing that I would do. Um, and I'll show you in a second. But, yeah, I used to do the Ace of Spades. Um I was really just interested in the that type of uh, I don't know, just being a, an ace and everything. You know, if you're an ace, you're you're the best. You know, when it comes to something. So, being notorious ace kind of just meant like I was going to be the best in what I was doing. Um, but how many uh, checks did you release as a notorious ace? Um, well, I kind of messed this up, but I used to draw this, uh, this little spade right here that like 
was kind of swayed to the side a little bit. I used to just draw that. Like, that was my symbol for Notorious Ace, just a little ace with the sway. Sometimes I would draw a little crown hanging off of it, you know, but that was always kind of the idea. I don't know why. I always had the idea about royalty, you know, royalty being that I was going to be, like, I was going to be an ace, I was going to be the best, and that I was going to be, like, the king, basically, like, the best of the best. I was going to be the king of rap, basically. Um, so that's what kind of like made me more obsessed with the crown idea and eventually absolute kings. Uh, but as notorious Ace, um, oh, um, for the listeners listening, you can uh, watch us on YouTube at Emo Soul Productions so you can see what he drew. That's uh, E M O S E W A Productions. That's awesome. Spell backwards. Uh, go over there, watch the video, subscribe, all that other uh, fun stuff if you're just listening. Um, uh, but I didn't really release that many tracks. Maybe like, I want to say maybe four, three or four tracks. Um, I did as Notorious Ace. Um, there wasn't really many official releases. Um, I have this demo that I have that I call the like demo that sh- it's like labeled in my, it's still in my, computer somewhere of all my music stuff and i labeled it demo that should have never got released <laughs> because it's so horrible <laughs> but send me a copy of that so i can uh, let the listeners listen to it i'm gonna uh, have to say i'm gonna have to get you uh get you the files but yeah i mean the quality is horrible my rapping's horrible um it's just horrible yeah really bad thought about remaking them at some point but i was just i'm just tired of remaking songs it's just it is what it is man it, it's it was the beginnings and you know now i'm older and wiser instead of remaking them you can just reuse them like you you did reuse lines before from older songs to newer songs so you can just do that if there's any good lines in there at all just reuse it for another track on sneak peek dude i do have another uh i mean one of the tracks was actually really cool I really enjoyed um there was an old track i made called gun war and that song that song was actually pretty good like the way i wrote it and the way i did it uh my delivery just sucked like back in the day um so it was really weird you know but the lyrically wise it was it was pretty cool it got pretty i liked it a lot um We'll have to probably play it or show it sometime in one of these uh, episodes. Yeah. Um, but from Notorious Ace, you went from Notorious Ace to Saul Fuentes, which is your, your name, to Mr. Saul Fuentes, to eventually just running it all the way down to Mr. Fuentes. Mm-hmm. What was that? Um, why did you change from Notorious Ace to your name? So after I did the, um, the Bustin' Nut track, um, which we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. I, you know, I, I wrote my name or there's a line in there that I say, um, well, I would write my name in raps a lot for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, but the few couple of songs that I made, I put my name, uh, Saul Fuentes and, and then in the Bustin' Nut track, I put, uh, my name, Mr. Saul Fuentes. 
So when we released the song, I released it as like Notorious Ace, like featuring Notorious Ace, because I was featured Notorious Ace. And then everyone, you know, locally that heard the song. They were like, damn, dude, that was badass, Mr. Soul Fuentes, Mr. Soul Fuentes. And I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, yeah. And, and then, I don't know, like, you get a little bit of, when you come up with a name for yourself, you get a little bit of pride over it, you know. And so I was, like, you know, trying to correct people. Like, yeah, you know, my rap name's Notorious Ace. Oh, cool, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the next time you see him, Mr. Soul Fuentes. I was like, fuck, they're never going to remember Notorious Ace. Like, it's just, I guess I'm just Soul Fuentes, you know, which I guess isn't a bad thing, but it's kind of like people just weren't remembering my name except for Soul Fuentes. That was it. So I just kind of gave in to the crowd and just let my name um, be Saul Fuentes and then... Um, I think I used to call my it was a fool, Mr. Saul Fuentes. And then eventually I took off the soul, like you said, just for easier and just became Mr. Fuentes. I know when we first saw you back in twenty fifteen, I wanna say, me, Andy, Nick, we went to the House of Rock. Uh we told the story before many times already, but we saw you on stage. Uh you always have your um blazer on every time you perform and everything i've never seen you without that blazer ever in my life <laughs> but um not that specific one but many blazers um you went on me and andy thought you're like a, a school teacher gonna be a comedian because you know mr fuentes just mr what do you call um by formal mr and mrs mm-hmm. teachers so we thought you're gonna be a comedian or a teacher but whenever you start rapping it's like whoa okay Okay, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it's always funny. Like, I guess before I was ever any kind of popular, it was always fun to like go to open mics and like you know, um, full blazer. And I mean, your reaction is something some people have told me multiple times. Like, dude, I didn't expect that out of you, man. I thought you were about to do the stand up comedy. Like. You, like multiple people thought I was going to do stand up all the time. Like, I don't know why they always thought I was going to do stand up. And, um, and then they would all be like, dude, you're badass, bro. And it was always kind of funny. Like, I would, it became like such a thing that I would purposely like be extra like dorky or even extra unconfident and start talking to people before I did open mic. And just be like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm about to go up there and do some stuff. And that's all I would say, some stuff. I would never say I was going to rap. I was like, oh, I'm going to go up there and do some stuff. And they'd be like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, oh, I'm going to do some music. Oh, what kind of music? Oh, you'll see in a second. You know, yeah, but I'm about to go up there. And then I would, like, do my whole thing. And they'd be like, damn, dude, that was that was crazy, man. I remember I thought one of the best reactions I got was this girl that uh, came up to me after I was done. She was like, wow, like, that was like a real concert. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I mean, other people are going up there and doing, you know, open mic shows, but you went up there and gave us a concert. Like, that was really cool. And I was like, dang, I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what was, okay, you talked about, you wanted to be better than Eminem. You thought you were smarter than Eminem when you were 13. 
Uh, so your original plan as a rapper was just to go out there and and do it, become rich, famous, and whatnot, or what was your original plan? No, that was my plan, man. Like I thought I had so much skill and I was so badass that you know somebody was gonna a record label or someone was just gonna pick me up and be like, dude, you're a badass, so I'm gonna give you everything you need to be keep being a badass. Um, and that's almost halfway not a joke. Like I quit high school and I had no no ambition, no nothing to go to college. My only goal and focus was to become you mean, a rapper. You mean you graduated high school? Yeah, that's what I meant. I graduated okay. high school, but I had no, uh, after I graduated high school, I had no ambition to go to college. No, I, no, um, no plans, no nothing. I didn't even like everyone was, all my friends in my senior year were planning on going to the military, planning on, you know, going to uh, college in different places or even, you know, college right here. And my plan was to become a famous rapper. So I had no, nothing but i didn't know where i needed to start or what to do i just had the utmost confidence that this is what i was going to do with my life and there's no point in going to college so i um i pretty much just got out of high school and i did the normal thing that most people do when they get out of high school was get out realize you have to get a job and then realize that you have a little bit more free time than you thought you did because some of us ended up still living at home with their moms for like a couple of years after high school, which was also me. And I just partied and I didn't do anything, you know? Um, so I think my first like three months after I graduated high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to become a famous rapper. No, not three months. I want to say whatever. I finished high school in May and then it became like December and, you know, basically I was just drinking and smoking and doing all the normal stuff kids do when they get out of high school. Cause they didn't plan their futures like I did. Um, and I remember hanging out with my friend and he like, I don't know, him and his mom were like talking about something. And then we go to his. So my friend lived um, on a piece of land that his mom like uh, had bought. So he lived in a trailer like over here and his mom lived in a trailer over here. So we'd go visit his mom and, you know, we go drink sometimes over there and then we go back to his house and we get drunk over there. So we're at his house and he was just like, oh, yeah, I got to sign up for uh, classes for college. So I thought this guy was going to be with me in my journey for music. So I was just like, college? Dude, we're becoming famous rappers. Why, why are you trying to go to college? And he was like, well, I know that's like what you what you want to do, but you know, it's always good to have a backup plan. And I was like, backup plan? What the hell is that? We're going to be famous rappers. So, you know, he's going, he's, you know, looking at what he wants to do, trying to pick his major. And I was just like, bored so i picked up the book he was looking at and i was just dumbing thumbing through it and that's when i realized there was a sound recording technology um courses at del mar and i was like oh well you know my dad's been pressuring me that i should go to college if i'm gonna go to college it's gonna be on something i want to do which is music so i ended up signing up for college and going to start doing sound recording technology to start 
learning how to uh, mix and master music myself because before then I had no connections. I mean, for me, and it, I don't want to say it's like surprising. I mean, it's most people I know, but for me, I literally had not one person that I knew that could help me with music, like at all, not even recording, nothing. Everything I learned, I learned on my own. I downloaded programs on my own. I was trying to figure out stuff on my own. And so I always figured I was just going to do everything on my own. So when I found out there was classes to help me mix music and record music, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do it on my own, then all right, got to go get some help from somebody. And this was the first, I don't want to say sign from the universe, but whatever you want to call it. It was my first sign that this is the direction I should go. So I went to Del Mar to start doing music there. You could say it was uh, your destiny. 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 Uh, this friend, um, is he has he done any music with you? Is this Gary Podunk or is it something? No, else? it was a it was actually my best friend from high school. I say was, I mean, we're not terrible, but you know, after high school, you start sometimes drifting away from people you were close to. Um, and after like maybe like five or six years after high school, he pretty much moved further away and we pretty much drifted after that. Um, but I talk to him every once in a while, but he was just a high school friend and what my best friend, I used to hang out with them all the time, pretty much from like age 14 to like 22. Like that was the guy I was hanging out with. Like it was, we were pretty much like inseparable. We were like really good friends. So I guess, you know, me having the idea to do music, it was kind of like, it wasn't really, you could tell like back in the day, like it wasn't really his dream, but he wanted to try to support me if he could. So he would try to write raps and do stuff too. Um, but I knew like, I knew deep down inside he wasn't, he wasn't about it. Um, but Kenny, Kenny kind of was, and that was kind of my first, uh, my first, I want to say partner was Kenny uh aka kansas AKA he's the one Ghost. that um we're not talking about this song today but he's the one that you talked about on the song defeat me right yes okay um yeah he was um his story is actually kind of crazy to me too well it's kind of funny but you know for a lot of my my music you know and you know, this is for anyone that's listening that wants to do music or wants to do anything in your life, you know, especially when you're young, like you think you, when you're young, you think you have all the time in the world. So you, know, you have your dreams and your ambitions and everything you want to do. So you start kind of putting it off into the back burner, like, oh, well, you know, I'll get to it eventually. Like I'm still young. I have plenty of years to get it done. That's what ended up happening to me after I graduated high school was like, Oh, I have plenty of time to, you know, make music. I have plenty of time to do this. Like, it doesn't have to be in a rush. Um, so, but I would always tell everyone, this is what my plans were. I'd always tell everyone, I'm going to be a famous rapper. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I would always tell everyone this. And I remember one day I was at, um, I worked at Whataburger in Rockport. And I was working and, you know, this guy gets hired. And we ended up becoming pretty good friends. And then, you know, eventually he... um 
we end up hanging out a little bit and um i'm a babbling drunk so whenever i get drunk i just talk 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 and i remember you know we got drunk together a few times and he um I would told him my whole plan, like, oh, I'm going to become a famous rapper. I got some of these songs already done. I'm going to do this. Like, this is my plan for my future. I'm going to college for recording music. So, you know, I'm going to do it big. Like, I'm going to I'm going to be famous. So I remember one day he was like. He was off and then he came. I used to work graveyards so over 10, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And he would work graveyards, too. So one day he was off and he came all the way up to the store and he was like, Hey man, I just wrote my first rap. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, and he's like, dude, he's like, I don't know what you got planned or what you want to do, but I'm in. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I've never rapped before. I've never done anything, but I want to do what, what you want to do. I want to rap. I want to, I want to build absolute Kings. You know, I want to, I don't even know if absolute Kings was the name back in the day, but already yet. I don't even really remember when that came to be. I think it was already. I was already, I already had absolute Kings. So he's like, I want to be an absolute King. I want to be, I want to do absolute Kings with you. Uh, he's like, I believe in you, man. Like, let's do it. And it was kind of like the first time, like it became like my dream and became someone else's dreams, which made me like start working at it a bit more. Um, and then that's what that was. Uh, he asked me to be a feature on his song that he just wrote, which was Bust the Nut. So that was his first song he had ever written in his entire life. Had never tried to write a song ever. Um, and he uh, he wanted me to be on it. And so I wrote a, I wrote a verse. To, you want me to play a snippet of it? Play it. This one was released on YouTube May 16, 2009. It has 3,153 views. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it because I have my uh, thing plugged in, but let me know. Oh. I lay it down so soft and slow. Bust my nut and then I go to another host. Bust my nut all in her mouth Now it's to the next bitch Fuck her good and steal her shit I'm bust One, two, three, I'm going on a fucking spree uh, Yeah, those are good times um, Yeah, that was uh, the first rap he had ever written his entire life Which you could probably tell <laughs> <laughs> Um do you want to break it down? Do you want to like? I have obviously I have the lyrics. I didn't know about this song until three days ago, and I played it maybe twice. I played it. I played it once. Uh, I guess right now this is kind of twice. But um, did you get? Yeah. Did you even get to my verse? I did. Um, oh, okay. I I turned it off after your your verse ended. Oh. Um, There's still the whole third verse. See, I knew I should have uh, kept listening, but. I was going to work, and then I forgot about it until today. <laughs> but uh, did you want to break it down? Did you want to go through some lyrics? You want to? I mean, I could tell a little background about it. So, like, um, so yeah, he came up to me. He was like, "Hey, do you want to feature on the song?" I was like, 
hell yeah, like, fuck it. Like, why not? Like, I had no reason not to, like, write to that song. Um, so the song was, he told me, like, the song was called Bust the Nut. His, uh, his brother actually came up with the hook for it. And it was on, like, get on the floor, bitch, bust the nut. Two in your pussy and one in your butt. Uh, I don't fuck around, girl. That's what's up. But I can't remember what the next part was. Um, so... I was like, yeah, fuck it, you know, why not? Let's do it. And so um, I wrote a verse, and uh, the verse content was like, so the song for him was about, like, being a player, which at the time, this guy was a player. Like, all I knew was he'd go he'd go out with, like, chicks all the time and have sex with them. And at that point in my life, I only, like, slept with one girl one time, and I had not, like, slept with anyone else. And so I was just like, well, I'm not right. I'm not going to write a song about me running around fucking chicks if I've never really done that. So I was like, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a verse. that's like almost completely opposite of that. It's a song about me wanting to bust a nut and looking for a girl so I can bust a nut uh, because I haven't had sex before really, you know, except for like one time. So... <laughs> So basically, that's what that whole verse is about, about me want, running around or, you know, how, different ways I wanted to try to get a girl to sleep with me. Do you remember any of the lyrics at all on there? Oh, oh, I can't help the bust a nut. Even if it was a... Something with a big ass... Do you want me to play, play your verse? Yeah, go ahead and play my verse. Right. <laughs> Let me see if I can... Figure out, I think it was on the three, uh, one minute mark. So, the way you had it earlier when you were sharing the screen, I think you clicked the right button, but it's the one where it shares the audio from your computer because it was crystal clear. What was that? Yeah. The audio from whenever you're sharing it, you have it linked, so it's crystal clear when you do the sharing. Okay, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know if I. All right, sweet. I think you got because I I, had, I played with it with Nick before. That there's one option where you don't use the audio, and there's one where it does when you do the screen share. Which I figured that out the other day. Are you looking for it? So yeah, I could talk about it while you're scanning. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, whenever we released the song, it was so funny too because this guy, like, he's a hustler in every every sense of the word. Kenny can sell you, you know, sell you anything. He can sell you the dirt to your land. It doesn't matter what it is. He could sell you anything. And when it came to promoting and talking about stuff, like he was like the biggest and best spreader of news around Rockport at that time. So whenever we got busting it done, um, we got like a little, um, I think we, I put it on a CD for him so he could listen to it in his car or whatever. And then he showed it to like everyone he knew, which was like pretty much all my colleagues and everyone, you know, around. And I remember this one a guy um, that used to work, I used to work with, his name was Turtle. That was like that wasn't his real name. 
Uh, I forgot what his real name was, but we, everyone would call him Turtle. And he was a big rap head. Like, I remember telling him that I was a rapper, and he would always make fun of me. He's like, you're not a rapper. Like, look at you, you fucking little pud. <laughs> 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 he was kind of gangster. No, I got to lie. Like, it was, he, he worked at Whataburger, too, but he could it tell. He was gangster like, with a nickname Turtle? Yeah, he was pretty gangster. Actually, Turtle Dove was his full nickname. Um, but yeah, he was pretty. He was from Houston, and you know, you could tell like he was tatted up, and he knew people and stuff like that. And I was just like, all right, you know. And I would tell him that I was a, you know, that I was a rapper, and he'd always laugh at me. And he'd be like, oh, you're a rapper, like spit something. Then I'd be like, man, whatever, bro. I'm coming up with shit. And anyway. So after that song came out, him and him and uh, Kenny hung out a lot, and so um, he showed that guy, and that guy comes to work the next day uh, after he shows him, and he's like, "Oh my God, Mr. Fuentes!" <laughs> he just like starts doing this. He's like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "Dude," he's like, "Kenny's verse sucked for sure, but you, you were badass, man." I was like, "He's like, dude." He's like, I doubted you, but now that I'm hearing this, I, I think you got a shot, bro. I think you got a shot. Did you find it? I thought you were looking for the verse. Oh, the, I, I was playing it. Oh, no, I couldn't hear it. That's, that's what I was trying to tell you to share the screen. Like you did last time. And play it, and you can hear the audio. Like I can hear the audio, clearly. Bitch, that's what's up. Get on the floor, bitch, bust a nut. Two in your pussy and one in your butt. I don't speak around, girl, you're a slut. But I'll be back, bitch, now. That's what's up. Uh, uh, I can't help the bust a nut. Every time I see an Oscar with a big old butt, I want to slut. I don't even care if she's missing patches of hair. But when I go downstairs, I'm hoping for a smooth pair. Whips and chains are alright. If I can hit it and quit it, then I'm tight. Candle wax on my stomach, whacking off of my vomit. Anything to get a girl off, man, I'm on it. Running naked down the street, looking for hoes to meet. But I guess I can't compete. They're laughing at the size of my meat. This is getting ridiculous, and I'm getting pissed. Not even a paid hooker would hit Mr. Soul. When says if she smells like fish, I'll eat her like a fine dish. Even a greasy old granny. Hell no. Man, I need some punani. Tired of jacking off just to get myself off. I want a crazy bitch to grab my balls and ask me to cough. Getting pretty desperate now, about to throw in the towel. And get a nasty fat bitch from the Golden Corral. 300 pounds or more, a straight up eyesore. The kind of girl you never wanna walk through a store. From my stomach to her neck, stretch marks galore. Or even a job of the hood. Yeah, she's hairy, but so what? As long as I put my wing and her vertical cut, I'll do anything in this world just to bust a nut. Get on the floor, bitch. Okay. That's horrible. I don't ever want to hear that again for another five years. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was your verse. Man, I haven't heard that in a long time. Like, wow. I dude. didn't know it existed until you sent it to me a couple days ago. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, my first like big attempt to uh, get out and do rap and stuff and uh, and not big attempt, but just something fun to do with my friends. And, you know, I guess if anyone else is still listening, tip number two with 
find some friends who want to do something fun with you. It always makes life more interesting, um, especially with music. Uh, you can get some partners to, you know, write rhymes with you and be in the booth. Like it's going to help your morale so much more than trying to do it all by yourself. Uh, take it from someone who's been trying to do it all by himself. <laughs> but I've had friends here and there along the way. Um, you know, you're going to find people that aren't as ambitious as you are. And they are going to want to quit making music, but enjoy the time that you have with them and learn what you can from them, like I did when I worked with Podunk. Did you want to discuss any more about the song? I mean, not really. I, I mean, it was, yeah, my first official stream, you know. <gasps> um, I mean, nothing really became of it. It was just... Some people around town heard it and liked it. Um, I remember uh, I almost got in a fight with this guy one time. Not about the song, but in general, I was at a party in Rockport. Uh, my friend, he uh, after he graduated, he uh, had went to the Army. And um, I was a little drunk. And his brother was... Uh, I guess his girl, you know, I was getting drunk. His girl, uh, my friend who came back from the military, his girlfriend um, that he had, I guess was getting really kind of friendly with me. Like she was drunk. I was drunk, but she was, I guess, getting friendly. And my friend's brother was trying to accuse me of, uh, you know, sleeping with her, or trying to get with her, like right in front of my friend who just went to the army and just came back. And he was, everyone was kind of drunk. So, you know, he was trying to fight me. And then my friend had come out and he's like, is this true, man? And I was like, no, man, like, we're just talking, you know, and chilling. Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, you're right here, bro. Like, why? what do you mean? And he basically, my friend had my back and he basically told his brother, like, hey, you know, chill the fuck out, bro. Like, he's not doing nothing. And he was pissed like he wanted like this guy wanted to like get at me and i guess one of the reasons was because the girl had like said out loud like i don't know why you're over here accusing him when you were trying to do the same thing a couple of weeks ago whenever your brother wasn't here trying to holler at me blah blah blah, blah. so you know he got all pissed off and was even more mad but anyway so he was walking off he was walking off right and i remember this like just clear as day one of the funniest things in my entire life he was just like it's all right, bro. I get it. Two in the pussy and one in the butt, right? <laughs> and, like, I guess he had heard the song, but it was just so, it was so funny. Just, like, that, you know, he just, he walked away and, you know, he did, you know, everything was cool by the time, you know, he, he ended up leaving with his friends or something. But it was just kind of a funny scenario, like, that he, like, brought that up in general. Like, <laughs> It's okay, man. I get it. Two in the pussy and one in the butt, right? And he just like got in his car and left. I was just like, damn, that was kind of crazy. It was kind of funny too. But um But yeah, around town, like I would show people, my friend would show people. So around the town I started kind of getting a small reputation that I did rap. You know, um This was the first song you said you released, right? Yeah, publicly, yeah, released. Like, I also had my demos and stuff. Actually, no, I didn't even have demos or anything. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any other songs. Um, 
besides songs I had on my like iPod that I would show my people. Um, man, it was it was just flashbacks. Like it was so hard to try to get people to listen to my music. Like, oh my god, back in high school, I remember I showed this kid who he wasn't really my friend, but he was someone you know. You know, in high school, you the the, the bully friend, the friend that like you think he's your friend when you talk to in class, but he's kind of a bully and kind of an asshole. I had one of those kind of friends and he liked rap. So I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to think that that I'm lame. Right. So I tried to show him one of my raps and the entire song. He was laughing his ass off like he's like, dude, this is fucking golden. Dude, this is great. And it wasn't even a funny song. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that sucked. Um, luckily, I got better as time went on. <laughs> um, I guess we get down to the last uh, three, four questions. Uh, I'm adding this one in just because I want to see the type of person you are. Is there any songs you've made that you have released that you regret? Um, or maybe like uh, any lines that you put in the song that you regret? Not really. I think one of the songs that I kind of cringe at a little bit. Um, is my title track "Smile and Wave" uh, song? Um, there's a few, a few lines that I I would say I, I didn't like that I've changed my political views a bit on certain things, and there's certain like lines that I put in there that um, I wouldn't have done anymore or put anymore. Or my point of view on that stance has kind of changed a bit. Um, so when I listen to that, it's, it's sometimes kind of funny to like listen to it and be like, damn, like I used to be that way, bro. <laughs> um, so it's sometimes hard to listen to. Um, but I don't regret releasing it. I mean, everyone grows, artists grow. Um, I think that's one of the things that I've always thought found funny. Like you'll find an artist or not artist, but the mass media or people fans quotation marks that will listen to some artist music and then they'll be like that completely contradicts what you said like two albums ago like bro like i'm sorry if you didn't know but he's also human so he can like change his opinion on something he doesn't have to be black and white for the rest of his life um and that's what i think a lot of people don't understand about musicians in general like musicians are going to grow change and evolve the older they get, you know, everyone does. And music's going to change along with their personality. And, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of uh, Linkin Park's albums after uh, Meteor, Meteoria, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, you know, as soon as it got to minute, I think it's minute to midnight is the, the third or fourth album that they came out with. But, I'm not a big fan of it, but I understand it. You know, all groups have to change. They can't all say the same. They have to evolve, try different things. Sometimes they're going to fail or sometimes they're going to, you know, get even better than they were before. You know, um, artists are going to change and I'm going to change. You know, I'm not going to stay the same artist. Um, I'm always going to have different music. I'm going to try different things and I'm never not going to try something different and new because, Life's too boring for that, man. Can't just stay in a box. Yeah, here we are inside of a box on a screen. I'm inside two boxes. 
<laughs> um, what's your your which one do you want to do first? Your favorite song that you made so far, or your uh, three favorite lines you've written so far? Three favorite lines. That was gonna be hard because I don't think I have favorite lines, but I could just randomly like bat off lines that I that at the time I I made myself laugh or I thought it was a uh, clever. Um, like there's a song, uh, I think Night Out Two. I, I really enjoyed writing that song because there was a lot of different lines in that song. Um, that I thought were like low key genius, but like it's in such a fun song that most people it just goes right over their head. Um, but I think one of my favorite ones was uh, let's see, the, actually the beginning of that song. I see this girl shaking out her gluteus, nose to the air, looking like the snootiest. You trying to say that she's bootyless? Nah, dog, she is the antithesis. And it was so funny because I didn't. When I wrote that rhyme, like, antithesis, I didn't know what it really meant. My brain just made it up. It was just like, uh, you trying to say that she's bootyless? Nah, dog, she is the antithesis. And I was like, what do you mean, brain? What the hell is antithesis? So I, like, searched on my phone. Antithesis was, like, direct opposite of. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what big ass. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool, brain. Thanks for thanks for the ideas. <laughs> Like honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know antithesis. I don't know where I heard that word, where it came from. I don't think I've ever used it in my vocabulary. Um, but a lot of my writing process is like that. Like, I'll think of like words to rhyme, and I guess I get into a mode where like any word that I've ever heard in my entire life, like that rhymes with that word, starts popping up, and it'll be words that I don't really even know the definitions to. And I'll start looking up the definitions and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a perfect that's a perfect word right there. Yeah, let's use it. Um, in that same track, I do the um, a line that's. Uh, uh, actually, I'm thinking of it. I use the same line twice for two different songs. Um, I'm thinking of the other song, but. Any other one I can think of off the top of my head. Um, pretty much every one of my songs are clever. I've never, I, I have a lot of songs. Like there's at least one or two lines that I think are clever. Um, I don't really have a favorite. I can't say, I can't say there's a line that I think is my favorite in any song, but pretty much every song, like if you gave me a song or when we go through our song lists, I'll basically be telling you what my favorite lyrics and, bars and stuff for those songs i mean i can't give that to you right now though because there's just too many uh mm. i will admit i am a fan of my own work um i listen to myself quite often um i do impress myself a lot i don't i don't try did to you, do it you, you said impress or depress impress <laughs> okay i was like wait what i also depress myself a lot but i impress myself a lot as well um it's funny because I've had to learn to like objectify myself as a like a fan listening to my music and the artist. I had to like kind of split them apart um, because sometimes when I go into artist mode, I swear like it's a totally different person writing music. Like sometimes I feel like some of the stuff I write, it's not even me. 
like I'll just write it and then I'll be like, oh, I came up with that. Wow, that's pretty clever, dude. Um, but yeah, I don't really have, I can't tell you favorite lines off the top of my head. Okay. What's your favorite, let's say your three favorite songs that you have released. Um, not, not anything from Sneak Peek because you haven't released, you released a couple songs from Sneak Peek, but the songs that you released so far from the beginning to now. Um, I think one of my, well, one for sure which is a recent release um, that I did a single was um, taking shots. That one um, I felt like I kind of reached a new writing skill level and, um, and I want to say I, I felt like I was more in tune with the artists that I probably want to be in the future. Um, because that song from beginning to end to me, is a like it's pumped like you don't there's never really a part that's just like goes down like even when the beat drops like my you know everybody's over and nobody is over and i'm trying to get lucky like a pineapple clover like just the like funness of it it keeps you bouncing the whole time like um it's just really it's such a fun song um i enjoy it a lot um I don't know if I would say Get Out of My Face is one of my favorite songs, uh, but I would say that it's definitely a song that broke me out from like here to here. You know, um, whenever I did that song um, and whenever I made that little music video was probably the first time people started actually paying attention to me, um, which was kind of crazy. Um power music videos bro i don't know why i don't have more <laughs> that one was the one take contest yes it was that it was. one um i really don't want to talk about it but me much on any of these podcasts but me and andy tried being rappers at one point and um i was big into futuristic at the time and he's mm -hmm. only the one take and me and him you know paid for the beat we're gonna do one but we didn't make the deadline in time and um during that time period, I was like, I wonder if anybody from Corpus or surrounding areas uh, entered the contest. So I was like, you know, typing up um, Corpus, Rockport, Rap, whatever. And I discovered Echo through there. I discovered a couple others. I can't think of the top of my head because I don't listen to them regularly. But um, I also discovered you or rediscovered you, I guess, from there. And that's whenever I started. Uh, diving more into your music. I think I downloaded your stuff on, um, was it a uh, band camp? I think it was called mm, it was yeah. smile and wave. Um, I, I'll be honest. You said that you can donate. I didn't donate. I just free download. Uh, <laughs> it was like, Oh, you can donate a dollar. I was like, I'm not even a dollar. I don't know if I'm going to like this. So Dang, you can't a... even give a dollar to see if you're going to like something. <laughs> that's messed up, bro. But, that, that's when I started listening to you regularly and all that stuff. But it was mm -hmm. basically because of the one take, like you said, that I just yeah, you, at least it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, like uh, that whole that whole thing is a story in itself. Like we're we're probably gonna do an episode on Get Out of My Face. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to get into that. So let's not. Uh, yeah, I was gonna dive say that, into it. There's a lot. 
that happened during that time. Like that's a full episode right there, at least an hour's worth of storytelling in that one episode. Um, Cause a lot happened just for that one song to be made. I actually wrote that song in one day and recorded it like two days later. Like I wrote, I made, I wrote and recorded that whole song in three days, which is crazy to me. But, um, so get out of my face. It has historic background to me. So I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's my favorite track that I've done, but it's definitely one that I have to respect because it got me a foot, a more of a foot in the door than I had before. Um, and then I guess I would, yeah, I ain't doing shit today. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't like my older songs. Like, there's the original Night Out. Have you heard the original Night Out? Is that the 2013 Halloween? No. No? Um, I It's on the uh, Speedballing, right? Yes, it's on Speedballing. Yeah, I've listened to it. Um, I know I like 2013 Night Out. I just can't uh, uh, think the lyrics off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm sure I listened to it. Like, that song to me was, I think, one of my favorite songs I wrote ever and it's not that great now i mean it's all right it's an all right song now still oh it's when the I one wrote... that you went with the the girl back to the house and then the, the dad came in yes okay. exactly yeah uh that was one of my like whenever i wrote it it was probably my favorite track i've ever wrote ever at that point in my life um but i mean i don't know three is really hard because i, I really do have a special spot for a lot of my songs that I've written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't doing shit today. I really enjoy. Um, but I'll enjoy my, my first songs that I started writing. Uh, Party in the RPT. Um, you know, things like that. You know, I really enjoy those types of songs too. So, I'm sorry I can't give you clear answers on my favorites for things. I just, I'm not, I don't really have favorites. I just have moments yeah. and... Uh, I expected that. That's the reason I put your favorite one, but I changed it to three because I knew you weren't going to be able to say your favorite. Uh, I can tell you my... I like the more serious side of Mr. Fuentes rather than the joking. I do enjoy the joking, don't get me wrong, and having fun. But the serious side, like my three favorite are probably Best Day, Defeat Me, and it used to be Random Thoughts 2, but the past couple weeks since we've been saying we're going to do this podcast, I've been listening to Speedballing. And um, before, I wasn't a big fan of speedballing, which we're going to get back into later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just because of, I, I don't want to diss or uh, say anything bad, but I'm not big on podunk. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason why. But once I started listening to the ones that say just Mr. Fuentes, uh, Random Thoughts is a really, um, really good song that I like. So those are my top three. Best Day, Defeat Me, and um, Random Thoughts. Defeat Me helped me out a lot whenever I were back in Louisiana in 2020. I listened to that song uh, on repeat at work almost a lot, almost every day. And uh, so if you see the numbers going up on SoundCloud, it's because of me. Damn. But, um, no, I mean, I'm glad I can make something that help other people get through the day. I mean, in the end of the, in the, end of the day, that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah, yeah for me, it's releasing my my stress or whatever, making music. But, you know, I think one of the most important things that I read one time 
was that um you know art is amazing because like you know the more the more we go into society like we're more linked but we're kind of growing further apart as like you know people like bonded people because people are just so fake on social media everyone has a great life on social media everyone has you know the news you know for famous people are always glorified everything's great but um you know there are people going through the shit you know with you and sometimes it's hard to see those people because everyone's life's so great nowadays no one tells you the truth anymore and so uh Art is definitely a great way to, you know, see the truth in people. So I'm glad that I can make music that other people like you feel and enjoy and help you get through the day. Yeah, and um, I know Tip's not here uh, on the podcast. She is ten feet away, but her favorite track uh, is uh, "My Depression Never Resting." My depression. And I think that's. I can't speak for Nick, but I feel like that's one of Nick's favorite tracks as well. We were pumped up whenever you released Leftover Pizza. And we, like, I think whenever you released it on uh, Spotify, me and him had already listened to, like, the entire, your entirety discography. So, like, we skipped all the way down to the newest tracks. Mm-hmm. And went right to my, uh, my depression, I ain't doing shit today. And I think, uh, I think it was ain't doing shit today, then my depression in that uh-huh. order. And then yes. he was like, the, the skit afterwards, hey man, are you all right? Uh, Nick said the same thing pretty much. Like, is this one's all right? Should we check up on him? I was like, I, I think so. I mean, I don't see why he he wouldn't be, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was a uh... yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. I'm still battling depression wise, but it's starting to be. Um, I want to say it's more of an uphill battle more recently than it used to be. Um, I still have my moments, and I'm I'm trying to be better, but. Sometimes it's hard, man, but, you know, got to get on with life. Got to get things done. Yeah, before we end it, that's my dog. Uh, Tip's over here now, that's why. Uh, Before we end it, what are you looking forward to in this journey that we're about to go through for this podcast? And uh, what are you looking forward to to the most, I guess? Um, Well, not to... Not to sound narcissistic, but talk about my music. <laughs> um, no, I've always wanted to do um, a kind of like breakdown of my lyrics and stuff like that. Um, mainly, be mainly to feed my own ego, to be honest, because like there are some rhymes that I wrote that you know I'll tell people like, "What about this song?" Like, okay, so for me, back in the day, I used to like. I used to be the guy that, like, when Eminem said this and this, like, dude, that was great. Like, you know, I would always, I was that type of person to pick out the bars and, like, I would tell my friends what I thought were, like, the funniest. Or I'd tell them, hey, you listen to this song, you know, you know, there's some lines, like, stuff like this, and, yeah, it's great, man, listen to it. Like, but, like, whenever I show my music to people and I ask them, like, what do they like about it, they're normally like, oh, it was fun, and I was like, are you not going to tell me how great my genius, my bars are or what? And uh, so be, and so I always thought about going back and like doing like a, uh, a mini series where I like broke down songs and stuff like that. So um, I'm actually pretty excited to go back to my older tracks and, you know, 
break down the whys and the what's and why I think that bar was quotation marks genius and why I thought it was a clever bar or something. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about talking about some of these things. You may see me like start reminiscing too because you know a lot of the bars do have some meaning too. So you know it's a good it's a good chance to reflect. So I'm pretty excited about that too. You know, kind of. Um, reflecting on where I came from before and where I am now. Um, before we end it, uh, well, I actually need to say, uh, we will be going in order for the most part, album, lyric, uh, song-wise and all that. Uh, with Speedballin', we'll be going through, the for the most part, the ones that are just Mr. Fuentes or featuring someone, not mm-hmm. the ones that are Mr. Fuentes and Podunk. Um. Mm-hmm. And if he, if one of is released, we don't know when this is going to go up. We don't know anything like that. But if there is a song or uh, you're working on sneak peek right now, if you mm-hmm. do end up releasing a song in between, we might take a break and dissect that song. So um, people can like, as soon as it goes up, this will go up and people can listen to it and then listen to this. Like, oh, okay, that's what he meant by this and that. But yeah, for the most no. part, we will be going in order. So the listeners know. No, that'd be, that'd be cool. And um, I guess before we fully end it, the next episode one, it's going to be getting speedballing. But I guess before we end it, we give them like a little sneak peek of with the next episode. What uh, what were your and Podunk's intentions for speedballing? What was y'all's our intentions together to begin with, actually? We were going to rap and take over the world. I mean, honestly, that's pretty much it. Like, we're just going to make CDs and get famous. Like, uh, it's actually kind of funny. Like, we started getting pretty popular, you know. um, And we got to open up for Twisted Insane and Corpus. And um, we opened up a few shows. And people were like, any show we did, we were the most, like, viewed people like at concerts like little concerts and stuff that were going on but i mean our intention was just to make it as rappers like we didn't there was no other intention really did y'all want to be like a a rap duo or did y'all just y'all were two separate people together pursuing the same thing so why not come together and make something together together pretty much i mean uh we tried to we tried the idea of a rap duo um but we could never finalize a name for like us two so we just ended up just being separate artists working on one album together, Mr. Fuentes and Podunk, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty I much that. Y'all's best tracks on there, uh, aside from separates together, y'all did y'all would do uh, one verse at a time, Podunk, and then you or you and then Podunk. I didn't enjoy those too much. The ones I enjoyed more were the ones where. He would spit a couple bars and then you'll go and then he will go and then you like y'all go back and forth on the same verse mm-hmm. and whatnot. I think I enjoyed those um, way more. I think I enjoy that like with the rap groups as well because the same thing like I uh, with me and Andy Far From Alone we did the separate shit. We didn't. I didn't like it too much at all. And then we started going back and forth. I thought we were better going back and forth. Three bars, three bars, two bars, two bars, shit like that. Yeah, I think it's always interesting. I think people. Um realize that it could be hard to do that so whenever you pull it off well 
people were like, wow, that was pretty cool because it was two different people. It wasn't just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Monster Flow was a good uh, good example of that, of me and uh, I did the first verse. Gary did the second verse. And then me and Gary were going back and forth on the third verse. And that honestly had no pattern. It was like I would do two bars and he would do four bars. And then I would do six bars and he would do two bars. And I would, it was just however many bars we can come up with and fit together is how we just went back and forth like that. It was actually, there were some clever lines in that one too. Like, honestly, I really, a lot of people tell me they feel the same as you feel about uh, Podunk. You know, they're like, oh, but these are my friends. You know, this is the opinions of my friends to me. We're like, oh, I didn't really think Gary was all that. You know, I didn't really think, you know, I thought you were better, you know, and stuff. But to me, you know, and even to this day, when I go back and listen to that album every, you know, once a year or two years that I do that, um, you know, Gary had, to me, had so much potential to be a great rapper. Like, his metaphors were on point. You know, his delivery was pretty damn good. You know, it was already pretty much where it needed to be, like, I really enjoyed having him as a partner. You know, it just, uh, yeah, it really sucks because he started leading a different lifestyle and um, that got him in trouble with the law a bit more. So that's pretty much why we kind of stopped doing music together. And then he kind of, he got out. We tried to like, you know, get back together again. And then he went back in and, you know, eventually I guess I just was like, I, I don't think this is a, good person to keep trying to at least reach my hand out to i mean if he reached out to me i would i probably wouldn't turn him down but um i didn't keep trying either so it's pretty much why me and him stopped making music but if it wasn't for that like i honestly thought he had infinite potential um to be a great artist even better than me i think but it just it never happened yeah it's not that i don't like i didn't like his uh lyrics and all that it's just more um he wasn't my taste. Like, I think y'all are two completely different style mm-hmm. uh, rap styles. I have to brush my hand on why. Um, rap styles, and I like you're more my style. Like, it's the same thing with like um, you and like uh, Zilla. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I both of you are great artists. I love both of you equally, but I gravitate more listening to your music um, on a regular basis over listening to uh, Zilla's music on a regular basis, just cause mm-hmm. of the, like I said, I like your serious stuff. And then whenever you're funny, uh, the, the comedic ones, I like those too, the fun. And then Zilla, like he has his serious side as well, which I love, but like, I, I gravitate more towards your uh, lyrics than um, them pretty mm-hmm. much, I guess. I get you. I mean, that's everybody, you know, you listen to duo rappers and you're always going to have one that you like more than the other. It's just what happens. Yeah. But um, I guess that's it for episode zero. Uh, we broke down your first track with Kanes. Is that how you pronounce it? Kansas. Uh, Kansas. Kansas. Okay. It's Kansas, yeah. the state. Yeah. And um, talk about the, other, uh, the podcast is going to be. So again, we don't know when this is going to go up. I'm thinking in my head probably Sundays, but again I don't know when I'm gonna the first episode is dropping, but probably every Sunday. Cool. But uh, check on social medias for all that stuff. If y'all want to follow us, you can follow me at Wrestling Tacos. I do wrestling content, uh, full matches, highlights, interviews, 
um, everything, a lot of things with wrestling. So, yeah, Rastin Tacos, W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N, Tacos, T-A-L-K-O-S on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you um, start following this journey and you haven't heard of me and you want to start listening to more of me uh, and maybe get a head start, um, I have music on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you stream music. Uh, just search for Mr. Fuentes. Uh, you could also go to SoundCloud. There's a lot of my more mixtape um, stuff that I can't technically legally release on Spotify. So you can check out like Speedball and Smile and Wave there um, as well to get some of these tracks that uh, Franco's going to do. And I think whenever we do the um, our streams, you know, whenever he shares it i'll probably share it with the link so all y'all can go to it and check out the songs so y'all can see the songs and then listen to them uh we may just do what we did on this episode and just play little clips throughout you know the tracks and stuff like that or maybe just play the whole damn song three minutes of listening to music um but i mean we'll figure that out down the line but um yeah you can check me out there and then if you want to follow any of my social medias it's a uh, instagram uh, Facebook and Twitter and TikTok at Mr. Fuentes361. And yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I have, some stories. I have some stories to tell about some of these tracks. Uh, I know the first one, or wait, we're going to tell them what the first one was going to be? Um, Party in the RPT. So I know the first one, Party in the RPT. Um, I have a story on that one. That was kind of, that was technically my first solo release that I've ever that I ever did, um, so it, and it has an interesting story behind it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had something in my head, but I forgot. Um, oh, if you haven't listened to Mr. Fuentes, if you're just listening to this because of me, because of my wrestling related shit, you can uh, hear some three songs to go listen to. Uh, for your first listen. Uh, if you want something serious, Defeat Me on SoundCloud is pretty good. If you want something funny or uh, something hype mood, Taking Shots on Spotify. Or if you want to listen to um, Get to Know Him a Little Bit Better, um, Get Out of My Face or Best Day. Best Day is streaming on SoundCloud, which is an atmosphere cover. Or uh, Get Out of My Face is on um, Spotify. But if you want to listen, if you haven't listened to Mr. Fuentes, any of those four tracks uh, might get you into it. But uh, other than that, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for following us on this journey. Peace.